You're listening to War for Idiots, a podcast by idiots for idiots. And I think we should be live. Are you sure? Because it hasn't come up live yet. It has. It has on my computer. Um, mm. And I'm on the NBN, and anyone who knows anything about the NBN, <laughs> we're definitely live. I can see us. I'm going to say something to our compadres. Um, do you want yeah. to? Should we start? This or should we just... Oh, I see it's live. We are live. We're, we're live. <laughs> I'm sorry, you kept saying that. All right, well, I'm just going to wait until you decide to start it because you're like the intro dude. So, right. so um, when are we going to start it? That's what I'm asking. When are we going to start? All right, <laughs> let's stop the music. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, podcast listeners around the world, welcome back to another episode of War for Idiots. WFI, we are back again for another week, another Friday night, into your podcasting world. Uh, my name, uh, we are your host, as always, my name is Rich the Moron. And I am the one who always gets the worst names, I think, and I'm Nick, the imbecile. Yes, you are, and we are indeed the idiots that you have been looking for. And in today's episode, we are talking about machine learning. Nothing like uh, talking about the pending takeover of machines of our world to brighten up your lockdown days. <laughs> it's just, just going to be morale boosting everywhere, I, I promise. So all those things you are relying on in your life right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You take over your life in a violent, violent way. But before we go on to talking about uh, machine learning today, as always, uh, we just want to thank everyone for their ongoing support. The numbers are great. Uh, look, we're getting thousands of downloads from crazy places around the world. Um, you know, it's really, uh, really cool to see people from, from, from everywhere are listening and enjoying it. Um, so if you are listening to it, please uh, leave us a review share it with a friend, share it on social media, do what I did today and force your mother to listen to an episode <laughs> because she's locked down in COVID uh, with nothing else to do. Um, we've been getting some great reviews on YouTube, some great comments, so please continue to share those on all your socials. Uh, and look, at, you know, we're live on YouTube now um, and it's a great sort of platform uh, if you want to hop on a Friday night if you're in Australia and, uh, and talk to us, engage with us while we're recording it, um, which is a, a unique experience. Build your brain during the lockdown and speaking of lockdown Mick how is your COVID lockdown going how is your neck of the woods I'm loving it man like this whole uh whole, thanks COVID the fact that it's socially acceptable not to shower <laughs> or comb your hair now awesome. yeah yeah um you know people are going to come out of COVID in many many different uh shapes and form uh, I think physically and mentally, it's it's a challenge. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that when this thing is over, physically, mentally, I am, you know, uh, the, the aim is to be a better person, but even just coming out the way I came in, I'm going to be very happy with that. Um, that's, that's good. That's nice. That's, that's, that's amazing, amazing, that, that makes amazing me, contribution. That makes, me want to, that makes me want to say... Oh yeah! Right, that's a that's a very good reminder. So we we years since I've done that. We have we have had a uh, technical upgrade uh, since the last episode. In fact, it's probably the first technical upgrade we've had of the podcast. It took to the second season. Uh, Mick, take it away. What, what what have you got on your side of the screen? 
look, I wish to show everyone, but I haven't upgraded my computer, and every time I move it, it explodes. Um, we have got the Roadcaster Pro. Actually, Road, if you are listening to this, or mm. depending on how you pronounce it, um, if you are listening to this, which they likely are, pay us advertising dollars. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, I've got the Road, uh, the Roadcaster Pro, which is a, uh, a professional podcast uh, studio deck, which has enabled me to transfer some of those sounds I used to play on my phone yeah over the microphone which was terrible across but i've been pretty mature so uh probably my favorite is this (laughs) um but apart from oh and i had one uh especially for you rich you are an idiot yeah oh good good timely Uh, that's yeah that's it oh and also i've got one in line for our topic tonight um this is probably going to be the most dangerous sound in the world on the future battlefield. Does not compute. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's come let's let's hop back onto that. That's it. That's a great point. Um, so look, tonight we're really excited about tonight's episode. It's something we've wanted to do for a long time, and that's talk about machine learning, artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, but but mainly this concept of machine learning, which is um, which is something that's been around for quite a while, but something that hasn't uh, that I certainly haven't um, been that astute to um, until I started looking into it and realizing. It's all around me, uh, and I hadn't even noticed, um, and uh, it's something that we should uh, pay our attention to. Yeah. Um, I-, I wanted to uh, sort of highlight two people that sparked my interest in this area. The first one is a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show, uh, Jasmine Diab. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at, at Jasmine underscore Diab, D-I-A-B, long-time listener, long-time friend, yep. Yep. A self-proclaimed nerd, um, but it was one of her tweets uh, a while ago um, where she was speaking about, you know, how is machine learning going to affect uh, defense forces around the world? And I was just like, what is machine learning? And sort of got me into this topic. So Jazz, hope you're listening. I uh, just had a, a, a little baby uh, over in Western Australia. Sent me a photo oh, this morning. The most, uh, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. So uh, Jazzy and Poppy, I uh, hope you are doing well. And um, yeah, we'll speak to you guys soon. But thank you for getting us on. Um, and also another shout out to uh, a good friend of the show. Uh, that is the Chesterfield Colonel. Um, at Chesterfield05. Uh, this young man is the founder of ChesterfieldStrategy.com. Go on there, lots of good professional reading sites. Um, and it was him who said to me one day, hey, you need to read this book called Human 3.0 by Max Tegmark. Uh, that's Human 3.0. Sorry? It's called Life 3.0. No, is it? No. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's Life 3.0. Go on, I gave it a good review, ladies and gentlemen. Check me out. Pretty sure I typed the notes up. Um, All right, let's let's check it out, kids. Let's. Is it Life 3.0? Oh my god, how embarrassing. Okay. Screen. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. No need to put it up. Don't embarrass yourself. So, Life Life 3.0 by Max Tegmark, um, and got me into this machine learning sort of area as well. So. Okay, so um, oh, there's his book, Life 3.0, being a human in the a- human in the. There you go. There you go. Easy mistake. Easy mistake. They both start with the same letter. He's wrong still. So these two people put me onto something, uh, and a world that is both fascinating and terrifying, all at the same time. And I think it is full of potential, uh, not only to talk about out of interest, but it could be the very thing that shapes the way war and warfare. Uh, is fought now and war and warfare go into the future. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about uh, this evening. Um, But before we get into some definitions, Mick, what's your background with machine learning? Are you indeed a robotic 
person <laughs> um, or are you a human? Tell us what you know. Yeah, man. So I read, uh, I read uh, Life 3.0 quite a while ago as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I didn't need Jazz or, or, or uh, Chesterfield Colonel to put me No, no that's fine. It's fine. Although I, I do like those people. Well, I like one of them. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll let them decide who the other one is. Um, no, the, um, there are two people who you should follow on Twitter, though, because there's some amazing stuff, particularly Jazz on her um, nuclear science topics. Super nerd. And, um, and uh, you know, follow, follow Chesterfield, uh, Colonel Chris. If nothing else, he's quite funny. Um, he does talk serious topics, too, so make sure you, 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 you fight through the memes and the chaff get to his series topics, go check out the website. But the, um, for me, machine learning is something that uh, I have a professional interest in as well because I work mm. with researchers who are working with defence agencies. Siri, piss off. Um, I am working with... Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's my Siri. It's your machine talking. Talking to me. I am working with... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Australia's leading <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> uh, if it was any other show, I would have uh, left Siri at home. Okay. But, uh, no, so, I've, uh, so, I've, so I've seen some of the applications in a professional sense. Uh, where we're going with, um, with machine learning and you know, its ability to help defence systems find yeah. capabilities, uh, yeah. help them deal with the data influx that we have. Big data is a big problem for headquarters particularly. Um, so I think machine learning is a, um, it is a way that, uh, well, it's going to change some things, man. Um, you know, I've seen some documentaries on this and I think you're going to talk about a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, Look, quite amazing. But I, I do agree with you, man. Everyone should read Life 3.0. It's going to change things. I think it already has changed things. Let's let's dive straight into this. So what is machine learning? Okay, so if you go to Wikipedia, you'll find their quick definition of what machine learning it is, and that is machine learning is the study of computer algorithms that improve automatically through experience. It is seen as a subset of artificial intelligence. So, you know, not unsurprisingly, it is a machine that is able to learn new things that you did not teach it through algorithms, which sounds very simple, but it's quite profound if you think that this is a thing that humans made that is learning things that humans did not teach it. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, another definition from expertsystems.com is machine learning is an application of artificial intelligence that provides systems the ability to automatically learn and improve from experience without being explicitly programmed. So if you're like me, when I first read or heard those definitions, my first reaction was thinking about Terminator 2, one of the greatest movies ever made, one of the only sequels that I think that exists that surpasses the original movie in every single way. It, it, it blew Terminator, the original, out of the water. Um, but eerily, there, there's so many scenes where Arnold Schwarzenegger, the T-800, is autonomously learning new things about being a human and from John Connor and all this sorts of stuff. And then, and then we see him later in the movie applying them. We're like, oh, wow, look, this robot is learning. It seems like a stretch, but that, that's what we're talking about. It's well, it is. We're not, we, yeah, I mean, we are. Like, those aspects. We're not talking about, you know, we're not saying that machine learning is wielding a sawn-off shotgun. Uh -huh. Well, not yet, anyway. But, but, um, but, but, but you know, the, the very simple concept, it's, it's, it's something that is learning, which, which is, is terrifying uh, to kind of think about, but also exciting at the same time. Yeah, I once had it explained to me that uh, 
you know, you give it learning sets and always these data sets, right? So, you know, the training, training data. And as they go on, um, sometimes when you're, you're running a machine learning program and, and like it has vast applications. I've used it for uh, strategic communication research, right? Um, I don't know how it does what it does. I just know it gives me the answer. So I'm okay. <laughs> you know? It just, um, it just does it. Yeah. yeah and that's kind of like John Connor in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, you know, cause he gets on with the Terminator perfectly from the start yeah it's like his big siri yeah don't make me say siri <laughs> all right so look um i want to go back to max tegmark's book uh life 3.0 the good one uh, <laughs> thank you for that pickup and look if, if you haven't read this book the the prelude is that the right word the start of the book um he introduces you to a story about machine learning artificial intelligence which is just absolutely fascinating. It's not a real story, but he tells it in such a way that everything he's describing is not so far away from what could happen right now. And, and, and being someone that, that works, you know, lives with the internet, like everyone has a smartphone and, and stuff like that. I'm it feels real. Phone as you got, that's right. It feels real. And it tells a story of this thing called uh, an artificial intelligence program called Prometheus that's designed by a small team called the Amiga team or Omega team. Um, and it, it talks about how this team is developing better machines and sparking an intelligence explosion, leaving man behind. And he tells a very simple story. This machine is switched on by these creators of the machine. Within the first day, this machine spends the first 24 hours learning how to make itself a better machine, which, which is slightly terrifying. It analyzes itself. It realizes what it's not good at and just keeps on bettering and bettering and bettering itself. Okay. Yeah. A spoiler alert Terr- too. Terrifying, right? Then this machine uh, begins to make money on the internet through crowdsourcing and doing things that humans would do for a fraction of money. Um, They call them human intelligence tasks for money um, and then starts making money at an extremely rapid rate because it's able to utilize this intelligence. It's learning. Then it learns how to make computer games. You know, it understands what computer games are out there that exist. It can make them much faster than humans, starts making a whole bunch of money. And it's just about the story about how this thing is making money, right? And then eventually with enough money, then they start going on to other aims. They start a media company. They start uh, animated entertainment. They start to understand with so much power and so much intelligence, how can you influence? They start investing in firms. And then suddenly this one AI program that's, at this stage, controlled by a very small group of people have got mass influence around the world because of the hyper-connectivity that we have in this globalised sort of age that we live in. And that is just... Except the, Australia, because the NBN's rubbish. That's right, that's right. It's too slow. But, but just the possibilities that exist out there with, with AI and machine learning is absolutely terrifying. And, and I think Max um, does a, an amazing job at the start of his book. I highly recommend it. Going out there and just reading that. Um, I described it to my wife. She's like, it's not real. I'm like, no, but it could be. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the book was written in 2017, so we don't know if it's real or not. It's happening now. It could be happening now. Um, but also, Max, uh, another very important fact about Max is that um, he definitely gave us permission to spoil his book. Um, uh, it's the what well, he even says if you it, it, he even has an introduction if you don't think ai is a real thing feel free to skip this part so it's it's he's, he's happy for you to skip that part okay yeah he is i mean he's got a website what is it i've got to find it there's a um, there's a good website as well uh external he's got like a society he's founded uh on it yeah he talks about it in the book 
Um, and, and the story that I describe is not the entire book. It is literally the first of dozens and dozens of, dozens of chapters. So don't, don't be too, don't be too scared off. Well, anyway, reading that book. Got me... Go to that. Futureoflife.org. Yes. If you don't yeah, yeah. go to futureoflife.org and he'll talk about how technology can um, help us go forward. So he, he's kind of the opposite of me and Rich who sit there and go, Oh, well, this technology is amazing. It's going to kill us all. He's like, Oh, well, this technology is, no. it's going to carry our shopping. For yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's, there's, I remember a specific part of his book where he talks about all the myths about artificial intelligence. It's going to take over the world. Um, you know, there's, there's been so much, so many uh, science fiction stories written about it. There's one where, uh, they designed it. This is up from a long time ago. Maybe you can Google it while we're doing it, where they design a computer to try to find as far as possible uh, pi, the number pi. Um, and this artificial intelligence computer just keeps on generating itself um, until it takes over the world simply to get further and further into this number, which is the longest number of pi ever discovered. It's, it's fascinating stuff that Max sort of talks about in his book. Oh. Um, but not 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 the pie that you're thinking. But uh, there's another thing about food. There's another show um, that I stumbled across, uh, and it's called AlphaGo uh, from 2017. Have you seen this documentary? I mean, is it on Netflix? It was on Netflix, right? Um, a quick summary on IMDb. Uh, this is this is from IMDb. Google's DeepMind has developed a program for playing the 3,000 year old. Go using artificial intelligence. Yeah, I know they, the story. It's they, test, story. they test AlphaGo on the European champion, then March 9th to 15th, 2006, on the top player, Lee Sedol, in the best of five tournament in Seoul. This, uh, this, this is a great documentary. If you want to know about artificial intelligence, about machine learning, and see you know, where, we, where we were a few years ago with it, it's a great documentary. Um, one of the stories that Max describes, but it's also at the start of this documentary, is this team from Google, DeepMind. And do you remember the name? Do you remember the game Arkanoid? Yeah, and, and just just one point. Um, yeah. The United States Air Force Research Labs have just named a new uh, AI pilot, Skyborg. Skyborg, that's amazing. I, I just found <laughs> on Twitter as it, like, some of our, some that's of amazing. Our, some of the great people that we follow on Twitter has just like. You know, way to downplay our fears. Another point, also, just before you go into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? The um, there's an artificial intelligence company out there called Skynet. Now they must be the biggest. Idiot. No, 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 no. That that's that's bad marketing. That's <laughs> really um, bad marketing. Anyway, um, yeah, I remember. Arkanoid. <laughs> I remember Arkanoid. It was like the you know, it was like the um, the two dimensional sort of um, spaceship. Oh. So it was the one where you had the bricks at the top and the ball would bounce and you'd have yeah, to move it. Yeah. Right. So they always try and get up the corner and right. So DeepMind built a program to play Arkanoid, and they told it nothing besides its only goal was to get the highest score possible. And then they showed this program essentially learning, and this is what blew my mind. Now, it's so simple, right? But eventually, the program learned that okay, I get I get a point every time the ball hits one of the bricks and then falls through. If I move the paddle and bounce the ball and it hits a second brick. I get more points. So it's over, over and over and over again, started learning of how to do it. But then something amazing happened, as you kind of hinted to, it then discovered how to do it more efficiently and more effectively in that if you could bounce it in the top corner and then it sort of just bounces itself against the roof, that's how we could get the most amount of points. It taught itself. It taught itself how to play, but then taught itself how to play 
more efficiently and more effectively. And I won't ruin AlphaGo, but you, you get this on a grander, grander? grander sense yeah. uh, with the game they play Go, which is an amazingly complex game. Yeah, it's like one, just, of the, one of the hardest and most, uh, strategy games out there to play. Yeah, and then this computer does stuff that everyone's like, oh, you know, this, this is ridiculous. This computer obviously doesn't know what it's doing, but it doesn't realise this computer is thinking so far more than any human can think about this game. It, it just blew my mind. So anyway, you know a, a, long intro, a long introduction to artificial intelligence and machine learning. Computer one, spoiler. You got to spoil the book, so I'm spoiling that. I didn't spoil the book. <laughs> I didn't spoil Computer the book. So I got to spoil something there. We are now the spoiler. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is the future of machine learning uh, and what is the future of artificial intelligence in the world? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I think... If, if you Google this, you're not going to be surprised. And, and it's all around us today. Um, you know, I, I found on uh, learn.g2.com, fairly weird website, but where they sort of highlighted what, what they think is the, the five main things that machine learning and artificial intelligence is going to change. Um, and that is fine-tuned personalization. Hyper-targeting. Yeah, already, right? Like, we, we see that absolutely like, everywhere. Like Every, I, put a, I put a photo of my guitar up on Facebook and like, like Richie knows and pretty much anyone who lives within like a 20K radius of me, like I am not good at guitar. I'm just learning. Um, I put a photo up on Facebook saying great day for some tunes, you know, a bit of a brag. And then, uh, you know, because people can't listen to a photo and they don't know how bad I am. Um, mate, I'm getting slammed on all yeah. of my digital devices right now with guitar lesson ads. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I get the same thing. I, I, I remember I recalling talking about something. I can't remember what it was. It was so obscure. And then the next time I went through my socials, I was getting ads for that thing I was talking about. Yep. I was like, how this is this crazy. So that's the application know, of machine learning to marketing. It, it absolutely is. Um, another thing they talk about is better search engine experiences. Um, and it's so true. I mean, you know, the use of Google to find out answers at, at the touch of your fingers is ridiculous. We have one of those Google homes um, in our house and oh, the, the questions that that thing immediately solves for us is unbelievable. You know what I mean? The kids now go to that to ask, answer most of the questions because it'll answer it properly, you know, not us. <laughs> it's it, 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 it's um, awesome, man. I mean, is it is it, uh, you know, is it better than other ones? Because, uh, you know, don't tell Siri, but I'm kind of looking for a, you know, a new, I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like George Jetson. I kind of wake up in the morning. I've got my robe on. I'm making my coffee, and I just say, "Hey Google, good morning," and it says, "Oh, good morning. The weather today is this. You've got these appointments. Here's in the news." And then it reads out the news for the day, and it's it's it's, it's amazing. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really really cool. Um, oh, all I get is Siri interrupting me when I'm recording. Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so Siri, Siri, I'll play this because Siri did this during one of my uh, lessons uh, last year at uni. Hey Siri, what's my name? You're Mick, but since we're friends, I get to call you Magic. Oi, that's uh, that's a bit creepy. That's yeah, a bit that's creepy. A bit <laughs> <of underground laughs> man. Um, that's really funny. So, th three more points. What else is going to come? as a result of this, the evolution of data teams. So what the role of programmers are going to be in the future is fundamentally going to change. It's, it's not going to be programmers like we know them today. And we don't even know the type of programmers we're going to need or have in the future. Uh, but these data teams are going to be vastly different. Only computer programmers. 
they reckon more focused on the operations of mass programs as opposed to actually designing the programs because that will be a machine learned function. Yeah, they'll be like system engineers, you know, people who understand how all the different components and software work together. Right, exactly. People focused on very specific applications. Uh, another application is they're saying that it's going to be a no code environment in the future. Machine learning will just be part of software that comes that, that everyone has access to, you know, you don't no longer need to be an expert to have something that's machine learning on your behalf. It's accessible to anyone. And, and we see this happening today. Um, and, and the final point that they say is there's going to be a rise in quantum computing, quantum algorithms, faster processing, accelerated learning and increased capabilities, being able to solve extremely complex questions uh, and problems in a fraction of the time. And when you solve them faster, you solve them, you know, many more, many more in a, in a compressed period of time. So these aren't things that are coming. These are things that are here now. Uh, and these are things that are only going to accelerate, accelerate um, as time goes on. So this I is mean, what is leading quantum computing with uh, in, in, in some particular fields. We've had um, silicon qubits uh, heat, uh, redu reduction silicon qubits are uh, you know, part of what makes a quantum computer. And we have um, yeah. silicon quantum labs, um, which are, uh, are Sydney-based. Um, it's just amazing seeing some of the work these people are, are doing. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's mind-brain-blown stuff. It, it really is. And, and you know, the, there's, there's a lot of sort of talk out there like, oh, yeah, no, you know... Uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence, it's really good for the computing stuff, but it won't replace the artistic, you know, it won't, won't replace the left side of the brain where we're talking about the art and the creativity and, and the stuff that comes from our consciousness and the stuff that... Or will it? Is irreplaceable. Will it? Will it's the question. Or will right? it? Will it's the question. And there is... Or is there um, an answer already? Well, a very good segue. So if you can open up that MP3 uh, yeah, that we discussed that. earlier today. So this is... Um, from Google, uh, it's from Magenta, I believe. My notes have... Yep. Uh, Magenta, it's, it's from Magenta, and it's all about Google trying to see whether artificial intelligence can, in fact, be created. Now, listen to this uh, sample music. We don't have to listen to the whole thing. I think it goes for 90 seconds. We can just listen to a bit of it. Yeah, we're going to listen to, like, uh, two seconds. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. If you're not robot dancing. For the listeners, he's robot dancing. Um, okay. Now, if anyone's listened to an 80s power ballad, that's the start of all of them. So that was a computer algorithm or program that was, uh, they call it a train neutral network that was given four bars of music up front. And then it, it taught itself to create essentially a song. Um, and the song, you know, it's, it's, it's not you know, the greatest thing in the world. It's not Foo Fighters or anything like that, but it's, it's coherent. You know what I mean? It's coherent. And, and this, the, the web, the, the internet is flooded with this stuff. All you have to look up is machine learned art, machine learned creativity. There's art being produced. There's other music being produced. So, you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence, it, it's, it's slowly bridging, not just the scientific side of the world, not just the maths, not just the programming. It's also the creativity aspects of being a human as well. And this ties back to what sort of Max was talking about in the introduction to his book, of which I did not spoil anything. Um, but it's that we are just humans. We live lives to a certain formula. And, and it's not that hard to create a computer that can learn that formula and reproduce it how we see fit. And his story, it's a very small team that creates a very smart AI that uses it to make a whole bunch of money on the internet 
you know, with that money, goes on and does some pretty influential things uh, throughout the world. Yeah, I mean, stocks are already traded based on a certain age oh. of AI already. So, oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, like, you know, if people, people like, you know, what we're talking about here is is not a, I guess it's not new. I suppose it's probably no. new to mean rich in terms of the depth. But you know, what we're talking like, you know, some of the stuff that's already out there. If you haven't looked into it, it will amaze you, and then you'll be you'll look and you go, oh. So they've had that for like 20 years. It's like when people find out the digital yeah. was invented in like the late 60s, early 70s. People are like, oh, but you know, just what didn't make it to the mass market, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to um, a colleague of mine and she, she a self, self uh, professed nerd, builds computers and we're talking about the specs of the computers that she built. And she goes, oh, you know, it's nothing that could do uh, Bitcoin mining. And I was like, what, what do you mean Bitcoin mining? And she, she's talking about super processors that have such a high CPU rate that are constantly out there that is mining fractions and fractions and selling and all these microtransactions way faster than a human could ever possibly do it. Yeah. And people are, are building computers to do that. It was just blew my mind. I was like, I didn't even know that that was a thing, you know? Yeah. But um, just, just for those Australians listening, the ATO is targeting cryptocurrency this year and uh, it is subject to capitals gains tax yeah so get on board that's what Nick's <laughs> saying get on board <laughs> i'm saying don't land in jail because you're smart with computers all right so so what so let's get back to the war part uh of let's this, talk about uh, what the show's about right uh, of this idiot podcast right so what what applications does this have for war warfare does this mean a change in the future well um the answer is, is I think yes, okay? And I don't like to give a yes, no answer. I don't like to be binary when, when we approach this stuff, but it's hard to ignore uh, what's just around the corner. A couple yeah, of yeah, examples. Seven. Answer seven. So in 2019, uh, Brigadier General Matt Easley, who's the head of the American Army's Artificial Intelligence Task Force, said the following in a meeting. Uh, artificial intelligence, shooting down drones, aiming tank guns, coordinating resupply and maintenance, planning artillery barrages, stitching, whoa, 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 whoa. Di- whoa. stitching different sensor feeds together into a coherent picture, analyzing how terrain blocks units, fields of fire, and warning commanders where there are blind spots in their defenses are all military applications for which the army will test artificial intelligence. So it, it's, you know, it, everything that you do in the army can be bettered is that a word? By artificial intelligence. Except those things conducted by artillery officers. But <laughs> no, no, I mean, what's scary here is like, uh, you know, my former profession is pretty much taken over here by AI, whereas yours isn't. That's, that's annoying. Um, but, <laughs> and and I, I like the point, you know, you raised with you, you know, you made it pretty easy uh, roll off the tongue, but this is something that like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, even when we, we started our training in the military time, um, in the military time. Oh, yeah, yeah, military time, that's good. Um, you know, the idea of someone having an artificial task force was, uh, artificial intelligence task force, uh, was, was insane, right? Like it was science fiction. Yeah, absolutely. But, but Western nations, most, not just Western nations, all nations who are at that technological level where they can investigate artificial intelligence have these. Like, I know the Australian um, Defence Department and Defence Force has the Defence Artificial Intelligence Centre. There's some great people there. Exactly. So it's, it, it's happening everywhere. And if uh, people jump on Twitter and they follow um, Kieran Joyce, they'll see that this mm. week there was a big conference um, between people who are looking at the civilian applications and people who are looking at the military applications of artificial intelligence. And it's, it's not actually about weapons. 
uh, in, what their meeting was. It's about improving things like logistical support. It's improving um, things like HR. Um, yeah. Even some defence websites have an AI chatbot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, another another practical application of this is a thing that I stumbled across called Project Maven. So Project Maven is a Google sponsored. Uh, Department of Defense, American Department of Defense, um, artificial intelligence. Now, this this artificial intelligence sifts through hundreds of thousands of hours of drone footage to narrow down potential targets for human eyes to then focus on and then do some sort of action against, right? Much debate, as you just discussed, on the ethical parts of this. There's a lot of people in Google who are like, hey, we do not want to be a part of this. This is, you know, uh, war. This is war uh, and we are not in it. Um, but, you know, you created a program that can sift through hundreds of hours of drone footage. You know, you're, you're in it, in my opinion. Um, it yeah. exists and that's under Project yeah. Made. Yeah. And that's like, you don't need, like, like, and this is, I guess, what uh, where the fiction um, is meeting the reality. Oh, man, I just dropped heaps of stuff. Um, you don't need artificial intelligence to pick up a weapon and shoot it Um, because you can get warm bodies to do that. I'm reading a great book at the moment. Uh, I got an advanced review copy from August Cole and Peter Singer. Uh, They wrote the book Ghost Fleet, which was pretty popular, Mm. I think, when we were um, studying and we started the show. Um, So they've written another book called Burn In, and it's about about using tactical autonomous systems um, to support uh, FBI agents in counterterrorism. Right, and uh, and one of the great quotes pretty early on in the book, one of the great quotes in there was, you know, we we don't need machines to do the stuff that warm bodies can do. We need it to make life easier for those warm bodies, and that's that's kind of what we're seeing here, right? That's right, and 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 it's happening. You know what I mean? And the problem that I think that some militaries have um, is that it's going to happen much faster. Than, than how they've traditionally done business, acquisitions, yeah. um, learned new ways of fighting, stuff like that. Yeah. The speed you know, of relevance is a lot faster than what it used to be. It's, it's going super fast. And look, a, a short article uh, that was written by uh, a Lieutenant Colonel Joshua Eden via the Small Wars Journal, um, he sort of concludes in his article, and I quote, the weaponization and future military application of artificial intelligence to enhance surveillance, planning, logistical support, decision-making and warfighting is inescapable and must be capitalised on. As such, these new software-based factories that produced AI algorithms will present the international community with numerous ethical, legislative and security challenges leading to an artificial intelligence arms race. The artificial intelligence arms race must be realised and managed. He's started, to be honest. He's waving the flag. He's saying... You know, much like there was a, an arms race for nuclear weapons, much like there's a Cold War arms race, we, we, we're in one now. And if we don't realise that, um, you know, we're in a lot of trouble. But it ties heavily to cyber, right? Like, so a lot of cyber offence and defence is managed through AI networks, um, network defences, the, the, the constant patching and, and, and attacking. Um, it's, it exists, you know, which, you know, we should definitely, I don't know if we've done a cyber episode, that's how long it's been since season one, but, you know, the idea of what's violent, we should definitely do cyber. Like, if you kill my AI, does that mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Does that mean I get to kill your people? Um, well, and and here's but here's the biggest thing about this arms race, right? Everyone's heard the term as arms race. It's a pretty popular song by God. I wish I could remember that band. Um, but uh, the, the, arms race. That's the one, right? Yeah. So, but the thing about this arms race yeah. is that 
you know, in, in, the, in a weapons arms race, you need people who specify in making weapons. And, and they're pretty rare in, in normal society. For, in an oh, boy, that's it. In an artificial intelligence arms race, anyone, anyone can be making these algorithms, you know, and it, it is not these highly specialized weapon people that uh, of only a, a niche exist. It is everyone and anyone can be doing this to, to produce it. And that's what I think makes an arms race for artificial intelligence, you know, a little bit more different um, to what we've seen in the past. Um, and this is sort of highlighted by another article I came across um, by a major Scott Hummer. Um, he makes a valid point and he starts to question, potentially, back to Clausewitz, are we seeing an evolving character of war? And he says, in reality, these technologies are already available to anybody with an internet connection and access to data. Moreover, state-of-the-art AI and machine learning no longer require a PhD in Bayesian networks. I'm not sure what that is. Bayesian, uh, to Bayesian be, networks is a statistical mod, modeling um, system. Okay. So you, you should uh, come study at UNSW in our data science hub in Kensington. You can learn about Bayesian networks and Bayesian inference. Sign me up, sign me up. They don't need to have one of those PhDs to begin extracting benefits of these technologies. For instance, come study anyway. Google has already made its flagship ML technology, TensorFlow, open source. Yeah. Amazon Web Services offers AI and machine learning stacks uh, for developing insights into an organization's data. Massive, open, online courses offer free instruction on artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies, making them available to anybody. So yeah. not only is it developing at a rapid rate, it is prolific and anyone has access to help develop it. Yeah, and that article was on the Modern War Institute, uh, which is a think tank at uh, the West Point Military Academy. And I'll just point out, Richie, before we go on, um, that the Modern War Institute has the best-looking non-resident fellows, particularly oh, of the bearded variety. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to do, like you keep talking, I'm just going to do, a, I'm just going to do a search for our um, for our listeners uh, whilst yeah, yeah, on. Uh, on LinkedIn learning. And I'm just going to see how many machine learning courses there are. Um, okay. You well, going, let me, let me, let me finish my point and then, and then I'm going to ask you a question about Clausewitz. So get, so get your Clausewitz. Your point. Get, your, get your Clausewitz brain ready to go. So the, the point I wanted to get to with, with all this stuff is that it's not like we're talking about something that is changing the way that wars would be fought in the future. Everything that's been suggested so far, we started with what is machine learning, what is this application in the military, doesn't suggest there's going to be a new thing on the battlefield, like there was a new tank in World War One, like there was the airplane at the end of World War One, uh, you know, and, and quite dominant World War Two. What we're talking about here is enabling and boosting traditional military paradigms of how wars will be fought. Um, but just making them so much more lethal and so much more better for what they're designed to do. So it doesn't aim to do anything differently, but rather what machine learning has the ability to do is to do things much more efficiently, much more effectively. Take what we normally do on the battlefield, just like that Arkanoid uh, example that was given, and find out how to get it to the top and do it such more, you know, so much more rapidly and so much more you know better um and, and that's kind of the, the the general theme that i picked up when when sort of doing a bit of research into what does machine learning mean for the military yeah, right? yeah. um but then again is that just us being biased because potentially potentially there's going to be something learned by machine of how to fight war that we we haven't even thought of yet that that, that is outside yeah. of our 
ability to think of. Um, and we're just limiting ourselves by just thinking, we're just going to fight the way we've always fought, but just do it a whole bunch better. I don't know. Well, what do you think? AlphaGo, right? Like, so AlphaGo yeah, yeah. for about 3,000 years, right? So a computer learned how to do that. Um, you know, I think it was two or three matches it took and it, bet, it beat the world champion, right? Yeah, and I, I won't ruin the movie for you, but there is a quote that, that I vaguely remember at the very end, and it's from a grandmaster of this game, AlphaGo, uh, Go, excuse me, and he said, you know, he, he's like in his 80s or 90s or something, and he says, now, now we can begin to truly understand how to play this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just blew my mind. After 3,000 years, he's saying only now are we going to know how to play this game properly. That's right. And then so if you look at the history of like recorded warfare, right? So it's obviously warfare has been around since, um, since you know, Ugg picked up a, a rock and smashed Ugg in the head. But um, then yeah. the end of that's, that's a quote. That's a quote. Um, but, uh, you know, recorded warfare has been around, you know, about 5,000 years. So, you know, it's... It, it didn't take it didn't take machine learning long to beat us at a game we've been doing for three thousand years. Yeah, it can't take right. long for it to beat us at right. a game we've been doing for five thousand. Hey, I've just got those results. Um, before you ask your question, yeah. So, I went to the machine learning category on LinkedIn Learning. Now I know this is not an open open online course. Um, yeah. But this is the you know you have to pay for um, LinkedIn Learning, but it's a it's a good example, right? Because this is the how a lot of companies support upskilling within their people, um, or HR streams. There are sixty five courses. 1,846 videos and six learning paths. Now, a learning path is made up of, a, of multiple um, pieces of content just on machine learning. Wow. Right? And, and, and LinkedIn learning is about, you know, just providing, you know, your staff their professional development um, milestones for their career. You know, so it's, it's not a formal learning environment. So if you, you know, just think about that, right? Like it's teaching everyone. Absolutely. Look, it's, so it's a... I'm, I'm going to... Hang up after this, mate, and I'm just going to machine learn how to produce podcasts. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'll ask you the question because I reckon I know your answer. If we talk about Clausewitz, if we talk about the nature and character of war, has artificial intelligence machine learning changed the nature or is it changing the character? What, what, what is your thoughts on uh, how it applies to it all? It is changing the character. As I said, you know, uh, it's making the speed relevant much quicker. Yeah. It is speeding uh, war up. It, it, in a way, it'll make war um, more lethal, but potentially with less casualties. Um, so what that, you know, it's, you, you'll get your target, you'll hit your target, but you'll probably need to hit less of them to achieve the decisive results in, in your objective or your mission. Mm-hmm. It's not changing the character, uh, the nature of war. It's, it, you know, there's, there's still going to be an element of friction. Um, you know, these things, you know, you turn off the switch, the, the computer doesn't work, right? So there, there, there's still elements of friction. There's invo- environmental friction, political friction, and, and, you know, war is about willpower. It's about defeating the, uh, the opponent's willpower, not just about defeating the machines. And I think I've said this before, like when we get to a point where it's just machines fighting machines, is it, are we at war or are we doing property damage? Well, I guess it depends mm-hmm. on the will, the will uh, behind it. So I think, no, it's not changing the nature of war, but it's, probably going to have uh and it's already having a fairly significant effect on the character of war and the character of wars i suppose because we talked about the spectrum yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely you look at the spectrum um you know you, people pe- people can be fighting in the same conflict but fighting two very different wars yeah um uh, i think that's gonna it's gonna create um that gap that uh that overmatch 
And look, I think it's a really good point. If, if you uh, are a bit confused when we're talking about the nature and character of war, well, there's a really good podcast called War for Idiots that do a whole episode on <laughs> the nature and character of war and go back and listen to it and, um, and join the debate. Um, but look, look, I, I, before okay. I started... Episode eight, ladies and gentlemen, episode eight. The episode before. just before Maneuver Theory and the one straight after a review of the movie War Machine. Before I started going into this, um, I, I would have probably said that um, machine learning is going to be big for war and for warfare. Um, but, you know, I started reading stuff <clears throat> not only about how machine um, learning is going to increase the, the rapidity and, and lethality of war, but how also people are investing in adversarial machine learning. So machine learning to defeat machine learning. So countering the counter, utilizing things to disrupt sensors, uh, knowing how the machine learns and then tricking that aspect of it. So, Putting you know, pixels in, in the picture of a panda so they then think it's a cucumber. Uh, exactly, exactly. You know, it's like um, we invented the aircraft, okay? Well, now here's an anti-aircraft gun. Well, okay, well, now the aircraft can bomb the anti-aircraft. So, so there is the, the counterbalances that are being produced as well. So, but, you know, based off that, um, I tend to agree with your take on Clausewitz, probably the first time ever. Um, I don't think it's going to fundamentally change the, the will, uh, what's pushing nations uh, or states to go to war. Um, but whilst the, the, the battle itself may look very different, um, I still think it's going to be a very familiar sight um, in, in, you know, in the whole sort of scale of things. You want, you want to see something really, really interesting? We're recording this, right? I've just yeah. logged onto our Facebook page to see if anyone's having a chat with this. I also yeah. noticed that I labelled the episode number wrong. That's great. Good start. Good, good start. Um, well done. Facebook's just offered me to get started with automated ads. There you go. There you go. It's happening now. It's happening now. The war has begun. <laughs> All right, Mick. <laughs> Final words on machine learning, artificial intelligence. What have you learned? What do you want to learn? Um, anything else? Uh, one, I've just noticed that uh, old Jules Honan commented and asked that we should we should put some canned laughter in here if we're really recording before a live internet audience. Um, work, on it, <laughs> work on it. Work on it. Work on it. Look, I think machine learning is something people should get out there and learn about because. Um, the people who listen to this podcast primarily are interested in war and warfare. It, it, it is right now changing the type of conflicts you're going to be involved in if you are a military person or a policymaker. Um, and if you're just a, just a, just an avid fan of military history and, and conflict studies, uh, it is going to change your understanding of conflict studies. If you are just the average uh, Joe or Joette, Joette is the female version of the word. Mm, Joe. Good, um, good. You know, both genders here. Politically correct. Yeah. And I think Joan, no, Joan is actually a female name. I was going to say Joan is non-gendered, so I shouldn't even try bad jokes. I'm not sure um, who you're talking to now. <laughs> yeah, that's where that joke went. Um, but, um, for the average, average, average uh, boy and girl on the street, machine learning is now affecting your life already. Um, it's been affecting your life in terms of the market and controlling economies for a long time. Um, so it is better, just like anything else, to understand uh, a little bit about it and uh, just based on the LinkedIn search, um, there's lots of stuff out there that can help you understand it. Probably a lot better than what we've helped you tonight. I disagree. I don't think you can get any better than this. Um, but uh, uh, I, just called me and said, stop my book. So I am um, looking into, after reading uh, Max's book, after being introduced to some of the stuff, <laughs> everything has changed for me. Um, how I see things. I think, learning about what machine learning is. You know, it's a very simple concept. A machine can teach itself to better itself. Um, after having that and seeing such shows as like Black Mirror, for example, um, which is 
um, an extremely dark version of that. I haven't watched it. I've heard oh, it. oh my god! Oh my god! It, it, it'll blow your mind. But anyway, it's um, it it just has I think expanded my creativity of how I see things and expanded the potential that I've potentially limited things with in the in the past. That th- this is a limitless topic, and you know there are going to be jobs in the future that we don't even know exist now. Um, there's going to be things that are going to happen on the battlefield yep. that we don't even can, can't even think about um, now. Um, but if we don't keep up with what is existing now then we're going to be so far behind what's going to exist in the future, we won't be able to catch up. So yeah. um, learn about it. Learn about the machine before the machine learns about you, which doesn't actually mean anything. Um, probably it too late, a- My phone already tells me what I, what I feel like buying. And I'd just like to finish this episode by saying, I uh, hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode on machine learning, on artificial intelligence. I, for one, am extremely happy with our new robotic overlords and always knew they would take over and be our... Uh, masters and uh, I wanted to record that just in case it happens one day and I can go back to this episode and say, I completely hey. agree with Richie and uh, <laughs> Alexa or Google Home that take over um, I was always anti-Apple and anti-Siri um, if it is Siri that takes over I'm pretty comfortable the human resistance will win yeah, talk, us, talk us through our social media. Let's finish this. Right. Um, like listeners, we're on, uh, we're on Facebook. Just search for War for Idiots to get to our Facebook page. Jump on there. Leave us a comment. You'll see on Friday nights we post up the live stream. On there, you can go to YouTube. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel. It's called Rich and Mick. Um, that's N because I was just lazy. Um, jump on there. Follow our channel. We do put out our channel uh, links uh, in the week leading up to the episode. Uh, if you want to follow us on our Twitter page, it is uh, War for Idiots at, so it's at War numeral four Idiots. Uh, also, uh, we have our own personal Twitter accounts where we're much more active and uh, and I'm a little bit more punchy. Um, sorry. You're like, like an angry robot. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm at Mick underscore Cook and Richie is at Richie underscore triple T. And also, um, you know, for those people that have found us via YouTube, or Facebook, um, if you are looking to have just the audio version of this, uh, we are on all of your good podcast uh, suppliers. We're pretty much, uh, our host service puts us out there to everyone. Mm. And if you are smart, you will jump on Spotify because that's our new one and we need a heap of followers on Spotify. So if you are smart, you will help us out. Jump on there and see how you go. That's the one. Tell your friends, spread the word, uh, make sure you share it and then join the conversation. Look, we are on social media so much. Um, we're happy to engage. We're happy to um, debate. Uh, we're happy to really get into all this stuff. So hit us up let us know what you think um, and uh, let's keep the conversation going. Yeah, if I'm um, or I insult you, um, it's not personal. It's just the type of person I am. That's, that's 100% right. I've known him for 20 years and that's what he does. So look, we've got merch for sale as well. Um, yep. Jump on uh, the deadprussian.com, click on the store button. That'll take you to our Zazzle store and uh, you can jump on there and get some pretty retro looking t-shirts and mugs. Retro is the new black. So get on in there. So look, we hope you've enjoyed our episode. We, uh, episode three or four on. Oh man. Uh, uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just stuffed it up when I labeled it. I'll, I'll label it. In, I'll pick it and post we hope you've enjoyed our episode on machine learning. We hope you took something away from it uh, and you have learned something uh, like the machines are every day. Uh, so until next time, this is Rich. And this is Mick. And until next time, do remember that we may be idiots. But so are you. Are you. 
Law for Idiots is a TDP production. All opinions expressed by individuals on the podcast are those of the individual and not necessarily representative of any other organisation. The music used during Wolf for Idiots is Fireworks by Jazar and is used under an attribution share alike 3.0 international licence.